Hey everyone, welcome back to the Your Money Your Life podcast. We're at episode, I believe, one thirty-five. I believe we're at episode one thirty-five. Of course, this week there's a lot going on in the news, a lot going on in the markets. So we'll discuss, deep dive into all of those things. Before we even get into that, make sure you like, subscribe, rate, review the podcast wherever you're at. Stop right now. You can do it quickly, and then you get back to listening to the episode. We're excited. We have a lot going on in this market. We may also, in the next segment, touch about personal finance question. Or roundtable, we haven't decided yet, but we'll see soon. So stay tuned to find out. Hope you enjoy the episode. Current news, market update of the week. Market update of the week, folks. So as we sit here right now, I'm actually recording this a little later today. Busy morning on CNBC, early in the morning on Squawk on the Street um, other meetings to get to. And then now we are getting to the podcast. I always love checking in with the podcast listeners. But as we sit there, there's a bit more volatility than normal. Um, and a lot of this is based on the market trying to, the market's re- repositioning right now. And a lot of it was based on Jerome Powell's, the Fed chair's speech, I believe it was on Friday, where he was pretty much saying, we're going to keep raising rates. We're going to keep raising rates because inflation's too tough. Is it too high? Or inflation's too hot right now. We're going to keep raising rates until we get to a place um, that we feel comfortable with price stabilization. And we've seen yields rise. We've seen growth equities go down. Bonds are going down too, as well. So don't be fooled. Sixty-four portfolio is actually not in a great position right now. But as we sit here today, actually, we're bouncing off the lows of the day. Um, and then we also had news come out of China. There's more of lockdowns coming out um, in in China. So they're locking down a city with 21 million people. That's obviously going to hurt growth. That's obviously going to hurt production, supply chains, a lot of different things. So investors don't have great news um, in the short term. Of course, in the long term, we have great news um, with what's going on. And there's a lot going on in the commodities. People are saying, oh, inflation's peaked. Stuff has come down. Sure, you can point to some data points that show we've peaked. But that doesn't mean it's still not hot than ever. And prices for the consumer aren't incredibly high. Um, you're seeing everyone pull back the restraints uh, besides the ultra wealthy. If you have $100 million, $200 million, doesn't matter if you're spending money um, at this point. But for most people, you're seeing them pull the reins back in. Um, so that's going to be watched. It's going to be highly watched. It will be okay. The market is something that fluctuates and more risk, more reward, which is the way it goes. In other news, Bed Bath & Beyond has seen a lot of risk. They actually unveiled a plan to raise cash. So Bed Bath & Bed Bath & Beyond, if you guys don't remember, this is one of those meme stock plays for a lot of meme investors, the meme stock play. And they unveiled the new strategic plan. They're going to raise cash. They're going to close stores. They're going to do layoffs. And guess what? The market didn't like it. The stock tanked. The stock tanked. The stock already tanked because we talked about Ryan Cohen, one of the meme kings, the meme stock kings, sold a bunch of his Bed Bath & Beyond. He let go of the trade. And then I'm sure that everybody else is freaked out and said, all right, now they have this restructuring plan and the stock is tanking even more. And so that's what's the volatility. If you're talking about volatility, that's the volatility you're getting in these meme stock plays um, that have just so much high volatility. But they said that they're going to close 150 stores. Um, they're going to slash 20% of its workforce. Wow. 
two out of every 10 people gone. And they're going to raise $500 million in financing, um, debt financing, it looks like, or maybe stock financing. Um, and and that just wasn't hailed by the market. It wasn't hailed by investors. The investors turned the other way. They didn't like this plan. In other news, in a softening market that's still actually pretty strong because net new jobs keep adding on. But the, some companies are struggling. Snap is slashing its workforce as well. Snap's growth has cracked, all right? They're cutting 20% of its workforce of over 6,000 employees, 20% gone. And they're, this Pixie drone that they unveiled, which we talked about it on our old show, um, they're cutting that project down. I thought it was a cool project. I like the project because instead of the boyfriends or the, the partner that doesn't want to take a billion pictures, they could just put a drone in the air and their partner could have their pictures taken by the drone and not the boyfriend in my situation drone that has to take the pictures. I understand, I understand we got to get pictures off, but it's just a billion pictures. Let's have a, let's automate that. Let's automate that. So yeah, snap having some struggles, um, ad advertising, just different. It's a different environment in advertising, right? Like the numbers are shifting, you know, someone that had a lot of Instagram followers prior you probably push out a bunch of money for one post, and now the numbers are changing. The platforms are saying, hey, we want the revenue, so you have to pay to be pushed into in our algorithm. You have to pay to be on the timeline. It's pay for timeline. Pay for play, these call it. Pay for timeline. Rather than you being able to build the content creators, build the platform, and the advertisers have to go to them, the advertisers have to go straight to Instagram to get their their post promoted it's crazy it's a crazy market a lot of things changing a lot of things changing and more back more on china there's more concerns on china not only the lockdowns because they have a zero covid policy which is very strenuous on supply chains on growth on the economy over there they now have a property market panic so the growth forecasts are getting slashed in the property market so there's three so guess what this is a great stat three quarters of chinese household wealth is in real estate and home sales over there have slipped for the past 11 months straight. That's the largest slump they've had on record. You're telling me America's, you, domestically, we're going to have a similar slump. I don't know if it's going to be 11 months, but there's going to be a drawback. Um, where it was we go into a housing recession? And China's having that issue. Developers saw their profits plunge in the first quarter of this year. And their largest developer, the second largest developer, has $300 billion in debt they defaulted on in December. Um, so there's protests, home buyers are refusing to pay their mortgage because of building delays and sinking property prices. So yeah, there's a real legitimate housing bubble pop going on over there. Um, and that's something to be watched. Something to be watched over here. We also have a bubble in our in our markets. Um, but the secondhand market in the U.S. is growing because prices are so high. The secondhand market, reusables, recycled, everything that's been used. There's platforms like second-hand marketplace offer up that their non-clothing categories like electronics, food, sporting goods are up 76% because no one wants to pay the sticker price of a new good because it's so expensive. It's what, marked up 20 25%? And so now everyone's going to a different area of the second-hand market to get it. And it makes sense. Again, remember, so the consumer is very, very price-sensitive, and they're showing that. They're showing that. And yes, as we talked about earlier, Friday, Fed Jerome Powell, Fed Chair Jerome Powell, say that 20 times fast, said he plans to keep hiking interest rates until inflation's under control, which could take a while. This disappointed investors because the market was pricing in 
rates cuts as early as next year and a 50 basis point hike in some in some cases in September this month. But that news just deflated the expectations of some investors. And that's on scale. We know that inflation's out of control. I think the big fight is inflation. We need to get that under control, raise rates, slow down the economy, slow down things a little bit. And then we'll be in a better position. But Powell said he's ready to make sacrifices. He said pain, specifically. That's what the market literally just hung on to that word. Pain could be tolerated in the near term to get price stability in line. They want to soften the labor market, which is another word of saying job losses. (laughs) They want to soften the labor market a little bit, and they're going to do that. Hopefully. May take a while. May take a while. Folks, that's a lot of going on in the market um, and in the stock market as well as the new news. We just covered it all. We'll get into our next segment next. Surprise, surprise, folks. We've been killing questions of the week, so we're going to keep going with the rapid fire questions. Um, And let's keep doing that. I like it. Let's keep doing it for now. The first one being, if something were to happen to me, will my family be able to put everything together? Great question. I think one of the big things people are realizing is in all your accounts, retirement accounts, anything that you have, you can add beneficiaries to them. So when you, if you something happens to you, you are able to allocate beneficiaries. If there's multiple, it goes through probate and the inheritees, I don't know if this is a proper word, the people that inherit the amount of money will be able to have those monies go to their accounts, split up efficiently based on what you allocated. So beneficiaries are important, uh, especially for people later on in their life. Um, and that needs to be allocated and put to the proper accounts on your insurance, your retirement accounts. All those things are super simple and easy to do and to change. Um, I think that's that's one thing to look at. What are the 10 most important things I want to accomplish while on this earth? Man, that's a deep question. And I really wrote a list of 10 things, but maybe that's something we should all think about. 10 most important things we want to accomplish. 10 most important things. It would actually be interesting to see what buckets all those things lie in. Do they lie in accomplishments, ambitions, family, money? Where do they lie? That's a great question. I think I want to do that exercise later. Does long-term care make sense for me? Man, these questions are like for someone that's really older. Long-term care. Um, a lot of people, I think, rely on their family for this, right? Like a plan where you have your family um, in and with you, helping you get older or a retirement home. Maybe that makes sense, a long-term retirement home. I don't know. Or someone can take you in. That's always a, an option. That's something you have to think about. Oh, this is another deep one. If I only had five years to live, what would change? What would I change in my life? Oh, that's a good one. Man, I don't know. I think you got to keep balance. We've talked about balance for a little bit. Keep a good amount of balance from near term and long term and thinking both ways. Uh, Because, yeah, you never know. This is a crazy, crazy world we live in. Well, folks, that wraps up rapid fire question of the week. So much going on. Football is back this Saturday. We got college football. We got. NFL coming at September 8th. Um, So much going on, but make sure you stay safe, happy, and healthy. We will talk next week.